Fullerton is next. Doors open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there. Welcome to Foul Monkeys. This is Adam. And this is Jerry. You're listening to a gay podcast recorded out of Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I'm in the Andersonville neighborhood, if you want to know. And West Hollywood, California. Hey, y'all. Um, Ricky's not joining us today because he's on his own California adventure. Yeah, I'm um, assuming it has something to do with crafts, but I don't know. I don't. He, did he tell us? Oh, um, no, I know he's he's visiting um, his spirit mom. Oh, okay. I just knew that he was surrounded by cats. Yes. Not the musical listeners, but actual cats. Cats, um, with, cats with buttholes, not the butthole edition of the movie. <laughs> did you, I swear to God, I read somewhere that like, no, I did read it. I was like, did I make this up in my mind? Um, Andrew Hook Weber got a therapy dog because cats scarred him so much. Like the film. That's probably bullshit, but I don't know. He is pretty weird. He was quoted. It was like in an article where he was like, the only good thing to come out of cats is my Pekingese or whatever the fuck he got. Of course he has a Pekingese. It was some little ass dog. He was nice when I met him, but a little weird. Yeah, he's he's a little odd. Yeah. Like he, it, it, he's like odd, like peeper odd. <laughs> I had to take him to the bathroom at <laughs> school. Um, not like, not like, cause he's like an invalid. Like um, he didn't know where it was, and it wasn't like super far from where we were. So we like made chit chat or whatever. And I was like, okay, here's the bathroom. And he was like, I need you to wait. And I was like, all right. So I waited for him. And I assume it's just because, like, he wasn't sure if he would be able to find his way back or whatever. But it was a little bizarre. He wanted you to come in and watch. Maybe. He was like, I just, can you just stand there? <laughs> just just wait. Don't touch me or nothing. I won't touch myself. Just make sure. I want you to watch me. <laughs> Sorry, Andrew, if you're listening. <laughs> Sir, Andrew. Anyway. Oh, Lord. Um, uh, it's work cold. Has- it is oh it's cold in Chicago. Yeah, it's like 50. It's cold in my prison office right now. Oh yes, the prison office you have. He yeah, just so everybody knows, he redid um had to redo a room because there was like gaps in the wall and the ceiling fell in. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they redid it and it just looks like a prison cell. It's just white. So I was like, you're like Linda Blair in those prison movies she did. Didn't one of them she like get um molested with like the edge of a hand uh, mop handle or something it was like really scandalous was it the nightstick maybe, maybe think, it wasn't maybe yeah I thought it was like um a after school special but I think it was like a tv movie of the week or something there was all sorts of women in prison movies are notorious and I've seen like one or two and it's like clearly not up my alley <laughs> It was a big thing in the 70s, the, the, the women prison movies. I can't remember that one black actress, uh, black, blonde actress that was in them. She was like in all the B movies. She had a really weird looking face. She was like a singer. Um, 
and she was in those prison movies because she looked um, kind of, you know, tough. She looked tough. Butch. She looked tough. But she had like a very feminine body, but she had this really weird face, but she was a singer. And so she was in the prison movies. I'm trying to remember who that could possibly be. That seems like something I should know. Yeah. I know that Sybil Danning was in a lot of them. Yes. And from, from uh, Howling 2. Howling 2. I met her at a screening of Howling 2 and she was a delight. She was really funny. I think she did like Barbarian Queen. We've talked about her before on the podcast, but she did a lot of those mm-hmm. B straight to video movies that I'd go, can we rent this? And my mom and dad would be like, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were always terrible, but whatever. I don't know why Halloween. I was into those kind of things. Um, Halloween makes me watch, like it's the Halloween season, but it makes me want to watch all of that shit again. And I saw, there's a like an Indian movie theater here that does like artsy shit, but they used to do, it's called The Music Box. Um, and they used to do Music Box of Horrors. And it was like a 24 hour, mm-hmm. maybe like 24 or 12 hour or something, horror movie festival. And you basically stayed overnight and watched all of them. And I've gone... Uh, probably three or four times but that's where I saw um and had like a talk back and met her and she was a trip she was a lot of fun is the music box where you went to see the vintage gay porn yes okay yeah I think they're doing um what's his face uh Dan Savage's hump I don't know like it's um it's like I guess it's like kind of like amateur porn, but it's like artsy, like normal people's sex tape. Sort like of short thing. Like short less. Kind of, but I think it's like user-generated content sort of situation. Mm-hmm. User, user-generated or like, um, that's not the right word for it, but you get me. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we were talking about the prison movies and Linda Blair. Um, what was it last week when it came out that she got pregnant by Rick James and had it aborted? And that's when he re- he wrote... Um, what was that song that he wrote? Fire and Ice? No, not Fire and Ice. No, Cold. Um, something cold? Something cold. Something I'm going like to look at that. Yeah. But he wrote it because she was just like, by the way, I, you know, had that baby of yours sucked out. And he was <laughs> all, he was all like in a cocaine fury. So he wrote that song. He, he uh, like has been, before he died, was always like kind of, Linda Blair was the one and like, she was just too wild for me or something. And like, that's a lot for Rick James to say something like that. Well, I wonder what Tina Marie felt about that. I That's a very good question, but we can't ask her either. Yeah. Because she did too. Because she like, you know, introduced him to her family and everything, or at least that's what, um, not behind the music, the uns, uh, what is it called? Oh my God, unsung. I almost said, un, yeah, unsung. I almost said untucked and I'm like, that's a wrong show. Yeah, unsung <laughs> Tina Marie, they were talking about. She, you know, uh, really loved uh, Rick. It was, I know you're frozen. It was what? What'd you say? Um, the song was cold-blooded. Cold-blooded, yeah. It's funny because it was, um, uh, apparently the book came out and then the 80s on 8 was doing the countdown for the year that cold-blooded song happened to be like in the top 40. So they told the story and I was like, oh my God, this is like everywhere. It's It just came out on it not just came out like I think it's been a story for a while but it was it like was just making the rounds on like Instagram or something mm-hmm. randomly for some reason now she got to oh. relive it Linda Blair she's all there aren't they like doing something with the exorcist like a uh, sequel or something maybe they I are mean, they've, they've rebooted and reimagined and prequeled and sequeled so many times 
I know. They did the TV movie with, um, not TV movie, there's like a series with Gina Davis. Yeah. I think they're doing, is it Ellen? Ellen Burstyn, she's still alive, right? Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, I do think that now that you mentioned that, she's going to do some has something to do with that. Right, and I remember Linda Blair being like, "Well, they didn't ask me. I don't know if the fans are going to be happy about it." And I'm like, "Linda Blair, <laughs> calm she down, got, Linda. She got rent to pay. She do. I'm sure you know, she does. Those prison movies probably don't have many residuals for her to live off. I of. would imagine not. No. What you going to do?" <laughs> Um, so my roommate and I were talking, uh, the other day and we got a case of the giggles. Have you ever run into, like, you're talking to somebody online and of course, you know, with your Pittsburgh past and your bucket list, like you're talking to somebody and they're like, oh, I'm a total top or, you know, I'm a daddy, blah, blah, blah. And then either you're with them or they'll send a video and they're like, And they're moaning and you're like, oh, I'm totally turned off. Has that ever happened to you? Um, <laughs> Ian and I'm I laughed for like 10 minutes where we were like had tears in our eyes because um, he, the guy he was talking about said, he goes, I'll, I'll let you listen to the video. And like the guy's getting a blow job and he's like, And he said it had been so like tough guy, you know, I'm, I'm going to put it in your mouth and make you suck it. And, you know, I'm a big daddy and I'm a total top. And then. <laughs> Look, I know that that's like a little femme shamey. Like you could be a top and still be femme. Like, right. I, I'm no, I'm just saying like in the pers- uh, perspective of, you know, I'm this big butch burly man and then having like a little girly moan and then it would be like, oh. That kind of destroys the illusion. I would be probably taken aback, but also I'm probably that top. <laughs> if we're going to be honest. Um, <laughs> that it reminded me when I lived in Arizona, I had gone to the bathhouse flex, which is okay. But anyway, there was this um, little Twinkie kid and I think he danced at a bar or something and he was there and he was like, oh, hi. And, you know, that's not really my type, but He's like, let's let's go back to your room. I was like, okay. And then he's like, can my friend charge his phone in your room? <laughs> sure. So anyway, we go in there and he's like, oh, I don't suck dick. I just want you to fuck me. Is that weird? And I was thinking, yeah, that's weird. Anyway, so we get in and we start doing it and he kind of starts to, uh, 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 and then my boner just went. Bloop. I was like, okay, sorry. <laughs> he's like, was it me? And I was like, no, 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 I'm just tired. Oh, and then I was like, okay. Oh, don't forget your phone, your friend's phone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of a situation like that. I've never been, I'm not like particularly verbal, like mm-hmm. either way. Like I don't really like people to like talk and I don't really want to talk. Right. Um, and I'm not, and I like, I think that that's like a, deal breaker for some people who are like oh yes, I like I like it verbal like I want you to talk dirty and all of this shit and like I don't know it just I mean if you want to do it like I'll try I right guess. I'm an actor I can improvise I just I feel like sometimes hookups just immediately want to go to porn and you're like hey I just met you I, I don't want to be choked just yet you know <laughs> you know Not or yet. 
when they're like, oh, I'm going to come in your ass and then suck it out and then kiss you. So you, and I'm like, oh, we haven't met yet. Can we save that to like the third date? You know, the third <laughs> big date? You know, do we have to do it all at the beginning? You know, but my, uh, I mean, one of my really good friends said that she's like, you know, dating straight guys. She goes, they immediately want to go to the porn because the guy started choking her. And she's like, what are you doing? I never give you any indication I was into that, but it like got porny all of a sudden. And she's like, we, we just met. <laughs> well, people watch a lot of porn these days. Porn, while I think it should be normalized to a certain extent, I think a lot of people have unrealistic expectations about it. Right. And they expect like every interaction to be like that. And I'm just like, ugh, no, that's no fun. No, it is not. I, um, so we talked about the, uh, butt plug class on a previous episode. So I went back for a, the first class I ever talked about, um, which was like the big selling point, like the popular class is the like masturbation techniques class. Mm -hmm. And so I did that, um, last week, last week. And I did not, I, so how do I, I've struggled and I told you about this. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to explain this on the show. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Um, like it was fun and it was interesting, but I wasn't super into it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I spent most of the class, like trying to figure out why I wasn't having as much fun as I wanted to have, which in turn makes it less fun. Mm -hmm. So maybe you built, um, it, built it up in your head a little bit more than ex- getting excited about so. it because you the butt plug class was, you know, interesting and fun or however you want to describe it. Well, it was like, and so I talked, um, I talked to the teacher who, um, hashtag ad, hashtag sponsored post. Um, the website is Pointer Way, P-O-I-N-T-E-R Way. Um, and the teacher's name is James Laidler. Um, L-A-I-D-L-E-R. And I checked, I could say his name in the business and all that. Okay. Um, so I taught, I was talking to him about it and I was like, I don't know, like, if it was because I don't usually do butt stuff. So that was like more of an active participation sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was talking about like, um, being like consciously unconscious and like how like when you drive a car, you're not doing it consciously. Right. You're just kind of going through the motion. Right. Exactly. And he's like, that's kind of, he's like, it could be that that's like what masturbation is like for you. So when you're doing something different, like a butt plug, you are more present and more conscious because it's new and it's a different sensation than you're used to. Um, I like, I would totally recommend classes I went to because mm-hmm. I think they're really interesting and cool and important and there's like a lot of body positivity and I've talked about all this before um so like two thumbs way up really nice guy really um like knowledgeable and approachable and friendly and it's he made everybody in the class because there were people who were super nervous and had a lot of anxiety about it who were like literally shaking um and he makes it very, very safe feeling and fun. And like, 
he's very into like talking about like what are you thinking what are you feeling why do you feel this way like what is your experience like in this moment um so I find that really cool and I think like talking about porn like we were earlier everything does tend to get to that like I'm gonna fucking choke you fucking suck this cock like shit immediately right and I think like taking a class like this is like focusing on your own pleasure and your own like what do I like and I don't think enough people do that these days Mm -hmm. probably right so it was weird do you think that maybe some of the the of the masturbation class too is you know, usually when you're masturbating, you're in your head or you're watching something. So it's just kind of you and your thoughts where in this instance, you know, you were doing it and then someone's like, oh, think about what you're doing and, and you know, focus on the now. So it's like some other person kind of talking instead of you going through your Rolodex in your head. Uh, oh, let me remember this encounter or let me remember this. And, right. But you have somebody like, I'm not narrate. Well, yeah, narrating through it. And you're like, it's taking you out of what you're used to. I think part of it was, was not necessarily that, because I think there's an element of, oh, I don't know, showmanship in a situation <laughs> like this, where you're like, I want to be watched or I want to watch or something like that. And I think it was so self-focused. There wasn't a lot of like visual stimuli. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was different for me because like you said like people watch porn or they do their own what people call like spank bank they think about things you know what Mm -hmm. i mean right um so yeah there wasn't a lot of that space to do stuff like that which on one hand i think is good but yeah it definitely like i was like i'm not gonna finish i'm not gonna stay hard like this isn't (laughs) like i (laughs) At any point, you want to go, shut up, stop. I can't get it. I can't get there. (laughs) Stop talking. It was (laughs) like, it was slightly frustrating. Like, I felt like I didn't get as much out of it as I should have because I was so much like in my own head Mm -hmm. about it. Um, But in retrospect, I did get a lot out of it. Like, there was a lot that I was thinking about and considering and stuff that I would like implement in my own um, one on one self love situations um but yeah it was like there were like free play moments where you could be like he would like give you space to just do it like he would like tell you he would be like okay like we're gonna switch techniques after a minute or something like that because he was like pointing out he was like maybe touch yourself in this way where it's like slightly different um which was cool and kind of like gives you because it's like you know what to do to get yourself off like it's like I don't want a hand job I can just do it myself right I I agree right um but I think there's something to be said for mixing it up I guess yeah and I'm not really I'm not really into giving hand jobs either like I get bored fast right I'm like ugh, my wrist hurts and also like you can do it better yeah can I just put my mouth on it no okay (laughs) but anyway Anyway. So you recommend it, but you know, it was this this particular one was just a little, you weren't as present as you were the first time. Right. And I think I would maybe try it again. Mm-hmm. I think I would try it again. Or he does like one-on-one like sessions, like coaching or whatever. Or he mm-hmm. does like couples coachings or whatever. 
Um, oh my God, can you so imagine? I, George, let's go to this thing, this couple thing. I mean, strike two. I could probably, <laughs> I could probably, I could talk him into it. I could be bored. I could be bored. Um, no, it's, um, no, I think it's interesting. I think it's cool. It's not, it's not something that I think most people get to do. So, right. To try stuff like that, I guess. Right. But yeah, I would definitely recommend it. Like if you're in the Chicago area or, just check out the website and like message him. I don't know if he does remote. He might do remote. Um, that's, yeah. how I, that's how I felt about the new yoga in Phoenix. That Like I just went to see what it was going to be like. You know, mm-hmm. I knew that it wasn't going to evolve into this orgy. Like some people that go to it think it's going to going to. Right. You know, inevitably, if you kept going, you would see the same people. And then there would be these, you know, people that would just drop in, you know, looky lose essentially. And then they mm-hmm. leave disappointed. I remember the first class I did, there was like this muscle daddy that was a little bit shorter than me. And like, they paired us up and he kind of, when he got paired up with me and I was like, whatever, dude. And then we had to do these stretches where we touched feet, which you would be like, oh, we had to touch oh. feet and like extend our legs, but, you know, helping each other. And I just kind of stuck my legs straight out and he could, he was like, oh, you know, when he saw that I was flexible, and then some of the other things he was having a really difficult time with because he just didn't have the flexibility. So mm-hmm. he kind of, his attitude changed really fast, um, but I never saw him again. Um, and, but I didn't go every week, but I never saw him again. But I assume that he expected something different. Uh, he wanted everybody to be fit as fuck and ready that, to fuck. That la- after sh- the last Shavasana, they were going to go put all the mats in the middle and somebody's <laughs> going to be in it. It's going to be Ricky and the Bukaki party. Oh, my God. My God. I, I sent Ricky that uh, meme that had the what I want with the Bukaki face. And it says your life. And it's the tear. And he goes, how dare you? I don't cry. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's crying to that Adele song right now. The new Adele. Oh my God. The new Adele song. It sounds like all the rest of them. It does. She can. She can sing though. She can like, sing. Although one of my friends said that she, he goes, this is the perfect example of cotton mouth singer. <laughs> <laughs> I she can sing. But yeah, yeah it's, I'm, I'm never that sad. Well, I can't say that. I'm not usually <laughs> that sad where I'm like, I got to put on Adele and just feel the sadness. Right. I was so excited. Um, like I really liked Rolling in the Deep when it came out because mm-hmm. I was like, this is kind of like up tempo. It's kind of a jam. I like how she sounds on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like Rumor Has It as well. But like all of the stuff where she's just like, this is all my feelings. Just all of them right now set to some sad, sad music. I'm just not down with that. Like I just can't. I sent you the Lizzo tweet where she's like listening to the Adele song and she's twerking. Yes. <laughs> I laughed so hard. It's so fucking ridiculous. And she's got this serious look on her face while she's doing it. And <laughs> I love, yeah, and, that was. And it was like, oh, Adele is slapping or something like that. And she's so wonderfully ridiculous sometimes. Yeah. It just made me howl. And I, th- I think I said that to you. Um, but you she, she just cracks me up when she does shit like that. Or when she talks it's about funny. her and Chris Evans having a baby. <laughs> I, yes, I, I love Lizzo. And I love that, like, she, like, that is a very unique and open way of supporting another female artist mm-hmm. in, like, a fun way. 
I like right. that. Right. Um, there was, I don't know, she was, Adele apparently did like Instagram live videos mm-hmm. or something. Um, and there was a, a bunch of memes about them. My favorite of which was, it said Christopher Columbus discovering like in quotes, America, and it was a video of Adele looking into the camera and pointing, going, hello, India. (laughs) Oh, so, But yeah, that's all the interwebs was talking about is Adele's new song. Well, good for her. I'm glad she's back. I think she deserves a long, successful, fruitful career. I think she's very, very talented. I'm just not usually that sad. And November's going to be gay, gay, gay again, um, because... ABBA's new album, and then the Kylie Disco reissue is coming. Guest list edition. And then what else? Isn't there something else? I don't remember. But yeah, November, November's going to be really gay. You know, I t- told you that thing yesterday that, that um, the ABBA album sold 88,000 pre-sale copies. In just in, in the, the UK? Just in the UK. That's a lot of fucking albums. It's going to be massive. It's going to be one of the best-selling albums of this year. I'm sure of it. Yeah, I, it just makes me think too about, you know, hey, these older artists, they still can bring in an audience of some sort. I mean, that I was just in uh, here doing a program at the Four Seasons of Beverly Hills and I kept seeing all these tattooed people amongst our guests. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Are the Almond Brothers playing? Because it reminded <laughs> me of when I lived in New York. Um, but then my roommate was like, oh, the Rolling Stones are staying here because they were playing in uh, Inglewood. So I, we didn't see them, but mm-hmm. uh, they apparently had uh, the 15th and 16th floor, but they're still going. Now they played on Thursday and then they didn't play again until Sunday. So they need a lot of rest in between shows. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah. they're still going. They're probably brittle as fuck. Oh yeah. They gotta be wrapped in some bubble wrap and then they deliver them to the stage something you know nobody says that about them but they'll say that about madonna you know so yeah i haven't watched the madam x like concept film or whatever the fuck it is have you no i haven't this guy that i've been talking about online talking to online he is a brit and he was is an entertainment journalist so eventually when we meet he's got all kinds of dish for me he's like he he has a story about steps that he was at Claire's wedding and Lee told him to fuck off. And I was like, I have to hear this. And yes. he's like, he's got us, I've got a story about Lisa. And he goes, Claire and I are friends on Facebook. So I was like, well, you have to tell me all about that. And you have to tell yes. me all about the uh, sugar babes uh, fire and Keisha. He's like, all right, I'll try to remember all that. He goes, it was so long ago. But anyway, we were talking and um, God, I just forgot what my whole point was. Don't get old people. Don't get old. Madonna. Went, Madonna. Oh, so yeah, thank you. Uh, so we were talking, he goes, did you watch Madame X yet? And I said, no, I haven't. And he goes, I watched it with friends. He's like, it was so embarrassing and so hilarious at the same time. And, and I'm like, I the album is not my favorite because it's too concepty and it's too kind of political in just kind of a artsy to be artsy way. And you know, like I listened to it a couple of times and I'm like, all right, it's fine. It's, it's not mm-hmm. my favorite, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be one of those people are like, people forgot how brilliant it is. I, I, I think it's just, yeah. it was trying too hard um, to make a statement. And some of the stuff she says is great, but I, 
I don't want to see yeah. a concert about that, you know? Yeah. I kind of want to watch it, but I don't know. I really want them to re-release the Virgin tour on DVD or Blu-ray. Because <laughs> that was, when I was little, I used to put that shit on all the time. I loved it. That and the Bengals concert. Yes, the Bengals at the Syria Mosque, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, so good. Lisa was just blind if she didn't know. I, well, as she said, it was the 80s. Everybody loved Madonna. <laughs> so much they threw a fit in Kmart for True Blue. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't know. Madame X is one of the only Madonna albums I don't own on vinyl. Yeah, if they have it, it's available and it's not inexpensive. Yeah, no, it's like I could get it. I'm just like, eh, I don't have that and I don't have Hard Candy because they haven't re-released Hard Candy. And at the time that it came out, I didn't have a record player. Hard Candy came out when I lived in the UK and it wasn't, there's a couple songs that I'm like, okay, this is really good, but most of it is not very good. Mm-hmm. Um. How like much I really did you like, play for Confessions? Because that shit's expensive. Oh, I only paid like 30 or 40 bucks for Confessions. I bought that like when it came out. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I didn't buy Hard Candy because like what the fuck was I going to do with it in England? Mm-hmm. Um, but some of it's okay. But like that shit's real expensive too. Mm-hmm. Also, Justin Timberlake is on it. And we all know how I feel about Justin Timberlake. Fuck True. Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I, I hope decide. you're listening, JT. I've decided that any vinyl I buy, it's got to be because I want to listen to the whole album because just getting it for a song or two, it's just not. I can just stream that on Spotify or pull out, yeah. you know, my original uh, version of it, you know. Right. Whatever um, I bought it on. I had a conversation with George recently where he was like, you have a lot of vinyl and I don't mind it. He's like, I just think sometimes it's dumb when you buy something you don't necessarily really want or really like right he's like you just buy stuff to buy stuff sometimes he's like i don't care that you have five different of the same kylie album because you love kylie but when you just buy dumb shit that you don't really want or like it's for one or two songs he's like that's when i'm like what the fuck are you doing right like and i don't see the point of buying 45s really that much anymore because I'm not making a mixtape of them like I did back in the day. Right. Because that was the only way to really listen to them. Um, Because it's just, you're up, you're down, you're up, you're down, you're up, you're down. I'm like, oh, this isn't church. It's not mass. (laughs) I have a lot of 45s and I I sincerely love playing 45s because it is like a Mm mixtape and I'll just stand up and dance. Right. The whole time. So I don't mind it. Lip sync. What did I send you a lip sync of the other day? Uh, yes, sir. I can boogie the Sophie Ellis Bexter cover. Yes. Oh, this I've been listening to the Sophie Ellis Bexter albums that I got, and their Triple Light Fantastic is probably one of my favorite albums of all time. I just thought, um, and the the that one Triple Light Fantastic, the hole for to put it in is a little tight. A little tight. So yeah. I had to when I flipped it over. And then I stopped it. I kind of had to unscrew it. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, oh my God, don't break, don't break, don't break. Because I was like, yeah. this breaks. And I just got it. I'm going to be so pissed. Um, That record company, that's like their first big release, mm-hmm. um, Plastic Pop Records. Mm-hmm. Um, and good for them because they're really high quality pressings. And mm-hmm. like, 
the artwork is good. It's they got all the bonus tracks. I listened to um, "Read My Lips" this morning while I was working out. I thought that wasn't being released till later. If you bought it, like I bought it a long time ago, like they had like a first pressing oh, okay. and they had sold out, so they're doing a second. Um, okay. So I got the first three albums, and then they announced "Make a Scene," but like "Make a Scene" isn't coming out yet. Um, but I never, I used to not like Shoot from the Hip, which is the second album. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was like, eh, it's not like my favorite. I don't really like the singles. But listening to that whole album, I'm like, actually, this is this is really fucking good. There's a couple of album tracks that I'm like, this is good. Like when I would listen to Pandora, they would play that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I kind of like this song. Like Mixed Up World and um, mm-hmm. I'm Not Good at Getting What I Want. Uh is uh I'm not good at not getting getting one. Yeah, that one. It's like, oh, yeah. I like this song. And then uh change you. That one I won't that, change you. Yeah, I won't change you. That that song. I'm like, that was an album track that I was like, oh, I like this song. Mixed up world was a single. Ooh, I think was I it? won't change you was a single, actually. Oh, okay. Um, but I think I want to say that um Bernard Butler, who was in New Order, co-wrote I'm Not Good at Not Getting What I Want. Mm-hmm. Um, but she worked with Xenomania. She's worked with Richard X. She's worked with a lot of producers that I'm just like, yes, this ticks all of my boxes. And she's got such a unique voice. I'm, just, I'm disappointed, though, that the Groove Jet song is just the live version on the album. I think there's some... Um, rights issues mm-hmm. with the TJ Spiller or whatever because on um the songs from the kitchen disco like mm-hmm. her like greatest hits right um oh my god somebody's gonna get really mad at me Bernard Butler's not from New Order who am I thinking <sighs> of <gasps> um he's from Suede um I'm looking it up right now okay I'm I misspoke somebody's gonna be like who do you think you Oh my God, are? they're going to correct you. I get to correct Adam finally. I know, it's so exciting. This is my gift to you. Bernard Sumner, that's who I was thinking of, fuck. Sure. Sumner, Butler, it sounds similar. Totally sounds similar. <laughs> oh my God, I'm a bit, at least I caught myself, okay? That's true, that's true. I caught myself. I was like, I don't think this is right. And then try um, to die on the hill. <laughs> right, no, I didn't. Um, I'm usually pretty good these days at admitting when I'm wrong. Um, speaking of songs that aren't on the albums you thought they were on vinyl, I uh, found uh, Voulez-Vous and The Visitors for pretty cheap, and they were in the United States. So I, I got them, and uh, the guy was like, boom, took your payment, boom, I've already created the label for him. I was like, God damn. But then yeah. I looked, and Gimme Gimme and uh, Summer City Nights, uh, Summer Night City is not on the album. They were like recorded after. And so they're only on the digital version or the greatest hits two on the vinyl. And I'm like, well, goddamn, I like those two songs. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. I like most of the other songs on Voulez-Vous, so I'm okay. Voulez-Vous is good. I Visitors is weird, but I really like the song The Visitors. Mm-hmm. So like I'm okay with it. Um, it's not my, I think my favorite uh, ABBA album is Super Trooper, actually. Yeah. 
I'll find I'll find that one because Amazon has um or Amazon UK has all the re-release on the color vinyl, but then mm-hmm. it was reading reviews and someone were like, some of this this re-recording or this remaster isn't very good. Like there's a lot of hissing on it. Mm-hmm. People were saying, and they're like, the the quality isn't as good. You know, they were like, it looked they look great, but it's not. You know, they were like, I might as well just pull out my old version. Yeah, I have just the original releases like I have um everything from arrival on Mm -hmm. I don't have like the first three but I have a bunch of 45s like I have for Christmas George got me the original Swedish version of Waterloo on 45 oh really that's one of my favorite Christmas presents from him (laughs) he got me a bunch of random shit from um like my want list on Discogs, like I have like the UK 12 inch of What a Man. Um, I got the original pressing of David Bowie's Aladdin Sane in that um, ABBA single, I think, all in the same year. It's one of my favorites. Ugh, yeah, Christmas, I, is, Christmas I, is coming. I have to like, you know, figure out Discogs, but now I'm like, when you told me to go to, if you do it on the website, actually, how you can kind of define. So I had to figure Mm -hmm. out what, for ABBA, what their American label was, because, you know, it has, you know, 15 or 16. And I'm like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And then find the one so that it's more than likely, I won't have to pay a shitload of shipping for it. Right. It depends, like older stuff, sometimes you can get imports in the U.S. And, um, a lot of times for like gay shit Mm -hmm. because I think gay men have a lot of disposable income and always have for the most part um you can get like import copies of older stuff fairly cheap and from the U.S. because I think a lot of what did you say when I found all those Kylie records in Pittsburgh some gay some gay died and they were like I don't know any of this let's just give it away yeah I think that like might happen a lot like even on Discogs. so I'm still hoping that I run into an estate sale, some dead gay, and I'm going to find a bunch of records and you're going to be so mad because I got I like will a be dollar. Uh, I got all those Kylie 12 inches for like two or three bucks a piece. Mm, you always so find good. good things in Pittsburgh, though, and, and when you go to like smaller cities, and that's why um, mm-hmm. I have to go to Oklahoma City on Thursday. I won't have time to like go anywhere because it's just an event. We leave on Friday, but when I go home again for Christmas... I think mm-hmm. I'm like look around, maybe yeah. if there's something in you know lower te- or higher Texas, and uh, mm-hmm. see if there's record stores, or like maybe go to Tulsa and see if there's something because you know there's some of that stuff they won't know and be like, right. oh, this is in the fifty cent bin. I when my friend from Houston was here like a month ago or so, um, she was like record stores in Houston are way more expensive than Chicago. And I was like, Jesus. I was like, Chicago is pretty expensive for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was surprised. So I'm not, not Houston is very obviously not North Texas. Right. Um, but I guess don't go record shopping in Houston. You guys. Well, if it's, if there's a lot of want for it, then there's like, you know, I think people, they, they pay a little more attention instead of just like, Oh, we just have a bunch of records here. Like I know there's um, a record shop that's by my yoga studio, but I think that they just get new stuff. So it's all going to be regular price. And this one, it's a DJ store. And when I went in, 
everything's labeled, but the guy said, or no, there's like signs up kind of, of what prices are. And I'm like, how much are these? I got this out of the clearance. And he goes, oh, people moved them. So I think I got ripped off a little bit. Uh, mm. But he has a, a ton of 12 inch singles. So mm. I was like, well, let me bring Adam here. Cause he goes, I said, oh, well, my friend will probably, and he goes, well, if you buy a lot, then I kind of give a little bit more. And I'm like, okay, yeah. that makes sense. But they have a lot of stuff that I'm like, oh shit. Oh shit. You know, yeah. the stuff that I sent you a picture of, you were like, oh, I have that. Oh, I have that. But there's a lot of stuff there that I was like, oh man, I didn't expect to find something like this. Mm. I do love record shopping in Pittsburgh. I am sad. Um, one of my favorite record stores, which is Jerry's mm-hmm. um, in Pittsburgh. Uh, Jerry died a while ago, but he used to come into the bank when I worked at the bank in Pittsburgh, which was like down the street. Mm-hmm. And um, he used to give me his quote unquote favorite banker discount. <laughs> hey, I've got something written down. I don't remember this. Did you talk about a pantyhose bassoon player? Did I talk about that on the show? You never talked about it on the show. I wrote it down, but then I was like, oh, I was like, we have to talk about this. And then we haven't. And then I was like, oh, let me ask him about this now. Are you sure we haven't? I don't think so. Because I wrote it down. I usually, as we talk about it, I take it off the list. Mm-hmm. I, why, why do I have a memory of talking about this in my kitchen? Well, you and I talked usually- about it. Okay. Because I thought, because we don't usually talk on the phone, phone. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember chatting about it. I remember speaking it out loud. Mm. Um, because we were talking about uh, speculoos cookies. I don't know what that is. It's the, it's like the, like, kind of gingerbread stuff that okay. they make into that spread at, like, Trader Joe's. Oh, okay. Um, and you get them on United flights. Oh, oh, with the um, like the uh, Biscoff, 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 yes. Um, the first time I had like the Biscoff spread was at this tiny waffle place. There was like a like a Belgian waffle stand. It was like a little like it was like a closet, but it was like a storefront. Like you could go in and. I went in and there was this like kind of like hot berry dude. And this was like 12 years ago, probably. Was this in Pittsburgh? This was in Pittsburgh. Okay. It was around the corner from the bank. And there's a super hot guy there. Um, and we like flirted or whatever. And I don't know if we like found each other online or if I was like, hey, do you want to hang out once when I went in? Um and I'm gonna feel really bad if like somebody's like, oh my god, I know that guy, but I don't remember his name, so I can't blow the spot. Anyway. Um, but we hung out and he was like a bassoon performance major. I think he was in college or like grad school or something, but he was like a professional bassoon player, basically. Mm-hmm. And we went to hang out and we watched a movie. And what movie did we watch? I can't remember. It might have been one of the Halloweens, like one of the shittier ones. Because I think he liked scary movies as well. Anyway, turns out he was like into wearing pantyhose while having sex. And it was very, (laughs) I think like pantyhose in general, but I think he wanted me to like rip the butthole out of Uh. like the ass out of the pantyhose. Um, 
And I was not quite so open-minded then. And I wasn't like pink shaming. I was just like, mm, I don't think this is going to work out. Right. But he also was like, oh, like if you're not into it, then this isn't going to work out. Cause this is like really what I'm into. Oh, wow. And so we had like a very nice, honest conversation, but he was cute as fuck. Um, but yeah, so we were talking about, cause I had been on a plane recently okay. cause I was in Florida mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I had these cookies. Oh, it reminds me of this. Mm. Oh, I hooked up with this guy that like wearing pantyhose you or know, like tights. You just said something that made me remind, I, I texted you this, but it just makes me laugh. So, you know, you, when you're talking about when we, you used to lip sync on the subway and I'd get a message, you said, I was passionately lip syncing to whatever and people, and it always made me laugh when you use the word passionate. Well, Ian, my new roommate, <laughs> he's been doing the gifting events that I do. And I got him onto those. Well, he was just in a couple, he's done without me. And he was talking about that. He goes, oh my God, there was this, you know, married, uh, buried dude, buried dude. And he was so hot and he kept giving me meaningful looks. And I was like, <laughs> meaningful, meaningful looks. And he's like, yeah, he was just giving me all these meaningful looks and talking about how he was going to get this for his wife. And I'm like, oh my God. But he's like, you just kept giving me these looks. And it just made me laugh and made me think of you with your passionate lip syncs and, you know, his meaningful, meaningful looks. <laughs> meaningful glances oh he just popped out and said you were very sincere jerry (laughs) (laughs) oh it just makes me laugh that just the use of the words you know um, yeah to say instead of you know oh he was giving me fuck eyes or whatever you know he was giving (laughs) me meaningful looks who says fuck eyes i don't know on bring it on you're you're having cheer sex Oh my God. I don't know. What would I say? Like, maybe I would say like meaningful glances. (laughs) That does seem like something I would say. Yeah. Um, We just had a conversation right before we hit record about passwords and you were like, oh, I can't remember the password to something. And I was like, yeah, you can't always use fuck off 69, which is (laughs) usually my go-to for things but you can't do that anymore. I get, I get alerts constantly. They're like, you have a password. And I'm like, well, what am I still using that for? And it's like, you know, some t-shirt that I bought one time and I'm like, oh, delete, you know, or American yeah. Express. I don't have that anymore. You know, things that I used in the past, but uh, you were telling a story. About- oh, um, <laughs> I worked with this um, girl, this woman who, was having trouble logging in or like resetting her password or something. And I can't remember why I was able to help, but she was like, I don't want to call IT because we used to have to call IT for like dumb shit. Um, Like she might've gotten locked out or something. And she was like, um, she was like, you like try for me or something like that. And she, cause she didn't want to tell IT her password. And I was like, well, I'm not going to judge you. Like, you can tell me I'm not going to, like, steal, like, your login or anything like that. And she leaned over (laughs) real quietly. quietly, She goes, fuck face 69. (laughs) I wonder if she did it, like, when I first used it. Because that's when I was working at Morgan Stanley. And you had to change your password every six months. And it was just getting on my nerves because of you'd go, okay, what's it going to be? And you'd try to. And they go, you can't use that. It's too close. So finally I was like, fuck it, fuck, fuck off 69. And it went through and I was like, oh shit. So 
you know, I would just use, you know, variations of that, you know, then jack off 69 or, you know, or something, <laughs> and then try to have to remember, you know, what it was. And then they started doing that with the, with the voicemail too. And I was like, and you couldn't use repeated numbers. Like you couldn't use two of the same numbers in a row. So I'm like, right. what the hell, if I can't use a phone number and it has a double number, why am I? So I just stopped. I'm like, nobody's calling me here anyway. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I can't, I have so many different ones and I get mad too. And I'm like, I just made one recently that had poop in it. (laughs) Cause I was so mad. Yeah. Just stupid, you know, and you're like, uh, you know, poop sickle or whatever. But then sometimes if you get too clever then you forget and you're like, fuck, what is it? I got to write them down like an old lady now. I know. And you're not supposed to do that. I know, I know, but I just can't. It's just so frustrating and hard, especially because I've not had knock on what is this press wood, whatever. I've not had like my identity stolen like seriously. Mm-hmm. Like I've had like, oh, your information is leaked or whatever, and like I've had to like shut shit down. But I'm like real into not having the same password for everything these days. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's you're not supposed to have that. Um, one time when I was working at Groupon, somebody <laughs> used my debit card to buy something at Groupon. <laughs> and I'm like, ma'am, I work here. <laughs> what was it? Do you remember? It was like it was like a fucking PlayStation 2 or something. Oh. And cologne. It was oh, cologne. Shit. And I was like, man, no, like, I know what, did you think, A, I wasn't going to get alert, and B, I wasn't going to shut that shit down immediately. Like, clearly you didn't do your due diligence and know where I work. The last time I got hacked, um, the debit card got hacked, I was in Florida, like in uh, Amelia Island, you know, one of those in in South Florida. And uh, I was on the beach just doing like prep for a party we were having and my phone rang and it was like a New York number. So I picked it up and they were like, hi, this is so-and-so from, you know, credit card, blah, 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 blah. They were like, where are you? And I said, I'm on a beach in Florida. Why? They were like, you're not in Reno. I was like, ew, no. And uh, they said, oh, okay. <laughs> said, so you didn't go to Bed Bath & Beyond twice in Reno and fill up. And I was like, no. And they're like, okay, you've been hacked. We're going to shut your card down. I was like, okay. <laughs> but it was like, two purchases at Bed Bath & Beyond for like $13 and something. And then and they filled up their car. So anyway, they shut it down. They sent me a new one. Mm, I don't, um, I don't know. I don't spend, I don't use my card really in weird places. I'm like, basically if I ain't buying comic books or records or food, like it ain't me. <laughs> That's pretty much it. And t-shirts. And t-shirts. I have too many t-shirts. I need to put some of them. I do have like a summer t-shirt rotation and like a fall and winter t-shirt rotation. Because I like, I'll put like my pastels away Mm -hmm. for the winter. All right. I was, I wore (laughs) my Angela Lansbury shirt yesterday because it was her 96th birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Dame Lansbury. I was so excited that they had, well, we know the manager and he's gay as fuck, but the one thrift store here 
um, had like a placard outside that said, happy birthday, Angela Lansbury. <laughs> I took a picture. I'm so happy. That's what happens when you live in a gay neighborhood. That we donated our old couch because we got a new couch and we donated it to that store um, because it supports um, Howard Brown Clinic, which is like, well, I think anybody, like obviously anybody can go there, but it like started as like an LGBTQ mm-hmm. um, like healthcare sort of place. Mm-hmm. Um, but they support Howard Brown and it's called the Brown Elephant. Um, and we were talking um, to the guy that we know who manages it. And he was like, oh yeah, no, your couch sold like basically immediately. And we were very curious about for how much and we were like kind of dancing around it because we didn't want to be tacky and just ask outright. And um, but we should have sold that shit ourselves. They sold out for $450. Dog hair and all. Fucking their <laughs> website. <laughs> so they're like, if it ain't spotless, if it got scratches, if there's anything wrong with it, like our workers will refuse it. Like they have the right to be like, nope. Also, partially because of COVID, because we donated shit before and they would like come up and move it for you or whatever, but people were getting injured and like also COVID. So they're not going in people's houses. So they were like, that couch better be on the first floor. It better be clean as fuck. And you better know what the fuck you're doing because we'll just drop it like a hot ass potato. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> right. Um, so I was all fucking nervous and I had to go to a meeting uh, in the West Loop. So I had to like travel like 45 minutes on the train. And so I had to let, like, I left George here. We moved it to like, we have like a basement area kind of. So we moved it there and I was like, well, we can leave it there because it's like kind of rainy and they can just come and like look in the basement and like they don't have to go in. They can just peep it like from the door if they don't want to go in. Um, But George said they were like, whatever, and just picked it up and took it. So uh, but George wrapped his hands in fucking packing tape and was like in between the cushions getting all the hair out because we were nervous. Still, it was full of dog hair. Oh, I'm sure there's no way. Like, Mac Duff's hair is very coarse and it weaves into things. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that there's still, there's fucking dog hair all over that couch. (laughs) I get dog hair stuck in my foot sometimes. Oh, yeah. My aunt used to cut hair would do that, that she'd go, you you know, you'd be clipping hair and then one would fall. She goes like in between and it would go in your sock. And just, you know, Ugh. in between your toe and you, you should, you know, you wouldn't notice. And then all of a sudden, like your foot would hurt a couple of days later. And you're like, what is that? And then it would be a hair that was stuck. Oh, it's, oh. it's painful. It mm-hmm. hurts. I think sometimes it's my beard hair too. Could be. I need to trim it. It's gross. Yeah. You're, you're starting to look homeless again. <laughs> oh my God. Are we going to do a second show? Um. I don't know. We talked almost an hour. Do you have anything else to talk about? Mm. We, can just, we can just do one without Ricky so he doesn't feel left out. Yeah. You'll have to listen to it because I think it's just my janky ass internet, but like sometimes you cut out. Yeah, you're cutting out a little bit every once in a while too. So also, I don't know if it's recording when you laugh at things that I say because for some reason it just, like I can see you laughing. 
it's weird and it's like not being it's like not happening um oh also um we are looking at who i forgot his name hold on a second here i'll look Can it you up. Start... yeah i'll look it up oh. Oh, where did you go you turned off your video i know because i was going to look it up oh it is patrick d-i-e-l-i we are looking up and researching what show you asked about, just so you're aware. I remember talking about it. I just don't remember when. Yeah, I remember you talking about it too, and I can't. I can't. I thought it was fairly more recent than July, but anyway, we'll we'll go through. We'll find it, and then I'll. If I find it first, I'll send him a message. If you find it, then just email him directly or message. Where is that? Where'd that message come from? Email. Email. Okay. I feel like who signed us up for crazy shit? Cause we get spam mail at foulmonkeys at gmail.com left and fucking right. Mm-hmm. Ricky. Is it crap? We'll blame shit? Ricky. Yeah, we'll blame Ricky. Because he's not here. <laughs> anyway, um, next time Ricky will probably be back. Um, we'll probably talk about dicks. We want to talk about TV and movies probably a little bit. Why? You don't watch TV? I do watch a little TV. I'm watching Midnight Mass right now. Do you like it? I watched the first episode. Yes, I okay. really like it. Because it was a little boring, but I figured it'll step up. Yeah, it's... So there's a lot of stuff, like, in the first episode where I was like, I bet this is this, I bet this is this, and George was doing the same thing. He's like, I think this is going to happen. And it was satisfying because we were right. <laughs> Oh, okay. Because um, that, that's what I was doing. I was like, okay, I think this is this and this is this. And Ian was like, oh. Yeah. It's satisfying in that respect because you're kind of like, there's some stuff where you're like, oh, I think this is foreshadowing this, mm-hmm. which some people don't like. They might find it boring that you can point out this. They want to be surprised or whatever. Right. Um, but I think that acting is really, really good in, in some respects. And Ian doesn't like the priest, the guy from Hamish, whatever his name is, Linkletter or whatever. He was yeah. on the old, the New Adventures of Old Christine with Julie, Julie, Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Um, he's a good actor. I'm just like, well, he's not Catholic, though. He's, he's good in the role. Mm-hmm. And he really, like, I read a review where it was like, he nails, like, the kind of, like, soft sort of yet passionate way that like priests talk mm-hmm. like his like cadence and like the way he delivers some of his monologues and, and dialogue um is very i'm like yeah he sounds like a fucking priest like i i recognize like kind of like how he's treating the situation there's like a subtle way of like weaving into weaving god into like normal conversations it's kind of very priestly so it's partially the writing is good i like the direction I had to go ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling when it was like, do this in remembrance of me. <laughs> I, but I told Ian, I was like, we didn't do it as long as these people are. Because you just did it once when you put it, put the host up. I um, don't like, like he speaks, like he's like, take this all of you and drink from it. Mm-hmm. That whole like part of the mass or whatever. Um, Father Dennis, who I absolutely love, who's passed away. He was an awesome priest. 
he was the one that my mom was like, you, you need to go talk to Father Dennis about being gay. And I was like, I'm pretty sure Father Dennis is gay. So like, I don't think he's going to tell me not to be gay. <laughs> and he didn't. He was very supportive. He was wonderful. Um, but he did the whole like, take this all of you and drink from it. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I want him to do that. But otherwise. Yeah. Sometimes they do it. Um, it's weird to see. Like, I kind of figure something's going to happen because the makeup is terrible in the first episode. And I told Ian, oh. I told Ian that I had a crush on Henry Thomas when I was young. And he keeps like, mm-hmm. oh, eight-year-old Elliot. I'm like, no, I was eight. You know, it's not, you know. And I was like, at that point, you're just like, I just want to kiss him. <laughs> so I think it's cute. Yeah, no, there's some stuff where you're like oh that age makeup they're gonna something is gonna happen Mm -hmm. where yeah 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 it's very that's not spoilery like in the first episode you're like why does this person look old why are they trying to uh, slap that on like the the mother with dementia annabeth gish yes i'm like "Mm, that old lady makeup is horrible yeah yeah it's not very good henry thomas's is better Mm -hmm. ish and the actress playing his wife is not that old either Mm -hmm. so we'll see we're not we're like halfway through we're trying to take it slow yeah i thought i was going to get to watch the new halloween on peacock but you have to subscribe to peacock to watch it i was like well goddamn, i don't need another subscription yeah i don't we can't get peacock because because we have a samsung tv and they don't fuckers they don't support it but maybe we'll go see it because I'm excited about it. I got the score on vinyl. But this is one of those things about buying that you won't listen to. I'll listen to it. I listened to the the uh, first Halloween. I do like movie scores. What do you do? You just mincing about the house, listening to movie scores. I like to work. Oh, while, okay. yeah. So thinking about anyway. killing killing the office while <laughs> <laughs> I do listen to a lot of horror movie scores while I'm working. <laughs> so anyway, all right, I guess we should wrap up. All righty, thanks for listening, y'all. I hope you can hear everything, people. Yeah, sorry we have to do this on our phones and MacBooks and shit. I usually plug into the wired, like I have a dongle that goes directly in, but today I about halfway through, I was like, oh shit, I didn't connect that. I just did the wireless, so. I bet a lot of listeners want to know more about your dongle. I bet they do. Hey, John in Texas. (laughs) Oh my God. All right. Thanks for listening. You're welcome. Bye everyone. This is Jerry. Bye. Thank you for getting foul with foul monkeys, and we hope you enjoyed the show. You can send feedback, dick pics, or marriage proposals to foulmonkeys at gmail.com. You can also leave us sexy messages or some really heavy breathing at 863-666-0377. Ask us questions and interact with us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at foulmonkeys. You can also join us over at the Facebook page where things can get really, really dirty. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there.